Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 115. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. That was an airplane. <laughs> Unexpected. So, what's Real Talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, and the Bible with you guys, with us, and uh, everything in between. There's a link somewhere in the description of this podcast or video. It's www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. If you click that, go down to submit. You can give us a topic, question. You can link an article if you want to discuss something, anything like that. It's completely anonymous. We couldn't find you if you tried, so you don't have to be embarrassed or worried. You know, I know people um, have been concerned about that at times. I'm telling you right now, I can show it to you. We, we cannot. It's completely anonymous. Completely. So. I have not found you. Before we continue, today we've got, honestly, we, we got a, a jam-packed episode here. I'm excited. We got topics. We got awesome questions asked by you guys. I'm, I get excited when this happens. Your phone is on vibrate, which is distracting me terribly. And... Uh, <laughs> Got you. I want to point out that we have been doing this for how long now? This, long time. This 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 is time to get this just clarified for the world that thinks <laughs> I hate you because I don't clearly. I want you guys to picture a scenario where somebody pokes you. Okay. The first day they poke you, it doesn't bother you, right? Second day, maybe even the even a week after. What if they poked you every single day at the same time for two years? <laughs> All right. Eventually, that poking, it, it, it's going to frustrate you. And that's what happened here. That's <laughs> true. Um, just read it, man. Oh, We're already looking at oh, everybody. No, this is, this oh, is okay. my note. So yeah. this guy knows we've been literally doing this for two years. <laughs> the thing buzzes. Now, I admit, not everyone is those as, as ADD, AD, whatever, you know. I, I'm, I can be distracted easily, okay? I, I own that. Why? Why? <laughs> Literally, we took the time. And I think Funturn can attest to this. We took time to say, is everyone ready? Is there anything that we need to do before we push play? Right? Funturn, you can attest yeah, to this. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we and did. know the moment that we go on. <laughs> Why? Why? That's the sound of his phone buzzing. In fact, they might have heard it. Honestly, they might have. Yeah, they could have. Why? I don't even, I think it was a telegram notification. That doesn't matter what it is. Your phone wasn't on vibrate. I mean, it was on vibrate. So anyway, use the poking analogy. Doesn't mean I don't love AJ. No, does it mean true. I'm every day I'm mean to him? No. But I'm telling you, be, I'm going to poke some of you in the arm every day for two years. <laughs> It'll get uh, annoying. Which leads me to another thing. Now, listen, he has to put up with me getting stressed and grumpy. Sure. I, I You know, I'll test that. But let's go to another thing that happened right before. So. Oh, no. I think I know this is going. I want to point. This is important for people to understand, too. AJ is deaf. <laughs> okay. AJ is a deaf person. Now, I, that's fine. If you're a. Honestly, it's worse. Because a deaf Deaf people, those with the, the true, you know, disability are born with being deaf, okay? mm -hmm. the challenge of being deaf. They have learned how to function, right? Because they fully committed to possibly reading lips, knowing sign language, okay? AJ lives in some sort of in-between world where he hears sound, but not actual words, and instead creates meaning and creates things in his own head. If you only knew how many times a day, he doesn't say, well, actually, he does sometimes. This isn't true. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Why am I bringing this up? Because it happened again right before that. <laughs> yes, yes. So this guy 
You, you, I think a few weeks ago I told the story about the ajou sauce. Right? <laughs> yeah. Went out to yeah. Eat and how you thought it said Rajin. Razul. Razul. Makes no sense. Yep. So I don't know how to handle it because when people talk to you, and again, fun turn can attest, this is not oh, just yeah. Todd. I'm sure um, your girlfriend, if she's watching, oh, can attest to this. Yeah. And what's what's so ironic, am I allowed to talk about you? Know, oh, absolutely. Her, your girlfriend has a hearing aid because yes. she legitimately does, right? Yeah, she has hearing loss, yeah. And she still does not <laughs> mishear people or say crazy things that way that you do. And at one time, when I was talking to her, I, you were there, we were all kind of having a discussion, and I said something, and you said something crazy, and she, in her loving, kind way that she does, was said the real thing to you, what I said. And then you were kind of explaining why you heard it, and she goes, well... You know, I had a trouble hearing it too, but I understood that w- that made no sense. <laughs> so she did it. She, so it, it's like context for you. You know, like I, I can't even think of. So like maybe we're talking to a woman. Okay. And I say, hello, have you met her? Mm-hmm. And when you're there with me and you go, what about fur? Right. That's something you would say. <laughs> yeah, which in the yeah. context makes no sense. <laughs> so. Uh, it's an adventure to us all being together. Oh, yeah. So we're definitely a TV show because you put me together, who who is in a, in a positive way passionate, in Absolutely. a negative way high strung. Who knows? Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and you're paired with a guy that's pretty chill and laid back outwardly. You. Yeah. Outwardly? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're you know, uh, you're racked with, oh, yeah. With not being chill. Oh, I'm very You're just way guy. better. At higher really anxious, yeah. You always come across as like just so cool. Everything's right? fine. Cool man. as the other side of the like... pillow. <laughs> yeah. People don't know that. Whereas I am everything's outward, mm-hmm. which is, you know, and, and you're honestly it's probably better that you're your way. But I just took ten minutes to explain that because it's another adventure that we just live every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, every single day. Week, every, every day. moment. And we got to put up again with me coming in for no reason, like I stub my toe and I'm you know, seem like the world's falling for a while. Like we all have our things. <laughs> yeah. Fun turn breaks everything he touches. So I mean, every single person. We have our little quirks, man. Yeah. Uh, production guy constantly tries to schmooze everyone, you know, and constantly acts like we are literally idiots. <laughs> like, we see something and he explains simple things to us. Like, bread. This is how you use bread. We're like, we know, man. We just want to know where the bread was. <laughs> and, and then Cowboy like Kenny this. literally acts like he is too cool for the entire world all the time. Uh, when, you know. He's not. <laughs> we love him. So we just did, we're a cast of characters around here. We really are, man. We lost everyone. The, the, the latest example was, what did you, you say again? It was right before we went on. Well, I didn't bring this up because I was joking around. Okay, I guess it was real talk. And I said, there's a hair in my beer, you know, because people have said about what do we got in the cups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beer. Um, there was not, it was meaning in my drink here. Yeah. And eight, which is not beer. And then AJ goes, you got a hair in your beard. Well, that isn't, of course you got a hair in your beard. I'm like, why would I say that? Why would I say I have a hair in my beard? Why, even if you thought you heard that, why would I say that? I don't know, but it made, it made total but sense. You know what I just thought? It's possible because of my weird quirks where I just say weird things sometimes where you're like, yeah, Todd's just being weird. You just say it, right? To Maybe, fair, but also every time this happens, AJ is just so sure of himself. Immediately, and, and he'll say that is true. You're so confident. He'll be like this. 
There's a hair in your beard? That doesn't make any sense to us. Yeah, he does. You're a lovable guy, man. We all got our quirks. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Real Talk. So, hey, we do have a jam-packed episode. We hope you guys uh, help us out. If you're hearing this for the first time and you made it through that spiel, Mm -hmm. um, we we do have a lot going on today, and we're going to dive right in. Mm. Today's going to be sort of a mixture. You know, here's the thing about Real Talk. We we may prep topics sometimes. Mm -hmm. We definitely have the questions ready. Um, that were asked of us. Sometimes we do a little research uh, if if it if it needs to because we want to give good answers. But right. primarily, we try not to, even then we try not to do too much right. because we want it to be like we're having that discussion right. blind. Yeah. Kind of well, I don't want to say blind. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's probably, yeah, it's probably wrong. It's not um, a good word no. to use for that. <laughs> no, you're good. So we uh, yeah. So that being said, you know. Some of these questions may go fast, and some of them may not. These, yeah. I mean these topics, I'm sorry. So I think the best thing to do here is to get through some of the topics, bring it okay. up, and then um, you know, dive into the questions. But I know we, we both have seen the questions. They're good this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited right. to discuss them. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right, so topic number one to bring up for you folks today. Pretty interesting. All right. Um. So here's the topic: Saddleback Church. So for those that you know, you even asked me. Yeah, I wasn't, I, again, wasn't growing, wasn't familiar, huh? This is a cowboy church, isn't it? No, uh, <laughs> this is another hilarious thing happened. You and I had an entire discussion. Quirk of Clint wasn't listening to anything we said. We literally discussed everything about this church. He was sitting 15 feet away from us in his own world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Saddleback Church. Here's how I'm sure you've heard of this. So the famous book, A Purpose Driven Life. Everyone heard it here. Now. It, it was really big, like even when, before I was a Christian, even really big, right? Yeah. But it's But it's still well known. And then it spawned a bunch of books like Purpose Driven Marriage, I think. And Rick, okay. it kind of spurred Rick Warren. Rick Warren is a pastor at Saddleback. I think he's kind of the founder and planter of that. Okay. And uh, so they're a big church, huge church in California, um, very influential church. In Christianity and um, sort of a celebrity pastor, as it were. Now he's been criticized before uh, for certain things, and I've never, you know, teachings or like is his book too self help or whatever. But okay. I don't tend to do that. You guys know where I'm at on stuff. I'm not gonna question a guy's heart. I don't know enough about it. But purpose driven life is like trying to help people live a life that is purpose driven. Right? Gotcha. Um, and it, I think it, it was pretty big, man, even outside of Christians. Like, wow. people read it. Was it like a New York Times bestseller? Oh, yeah. Sort of deal? Oh, huge. Like, wow. I, could, I don't know how many copies it sold. We could have researched that. Maybe Fun Turn can look that up. Fun Turn, look up how many copies of A Purpose Driven Life have been sold. Nice. So you're, it's a massive, massive book. Um, massive. <laughs> you reference that? Uh, um, so, Saddleback Church recently ordained three women pastors. Now, what makes this even more interesting mm-hmm. is Saddleback is at least affiliated with the Southern Baptist denomination, which is a massive denomination in, in America. Okay, what do you got for us? 12 million copies. 12 million copies were sold of A Purpose Driven Life, okay? So wow. uh, I remember going, as a kid, you'd randomly see them in like doctor's offices, dentists, you know, that stuff. Too. That's wild. Yeah. Man. So anyway, Saddleback Church, huge church. They are affiliated with the Southern Baptist denomination. Now, the Southern Baptist denomination is a very, in my very, uh, very large denomination. Um, very high and, profile, right? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, weirdly enough, Elevation Church right. is also Southern Baptist, which people don't realize. 
um, at least their their beginnings were, a very theologically conservative. For those who are like, what does that mean, Todd? They 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 don't, you know. Pretty. The Bible is what it, what the Bible is. It says mm-hmm. what it says. Okay, that kind of thing, which okay. is good. Mm-hmm. That that's what you should be. Absolutely. I so agree. I'm I'm giving you guys a bunch of sort of history that may bore you, just to set up why this is sort of a big deal, and then we'll kind of dive into the topic in general. Okay. So Saddleback Church ordained three women pastors. Biblically, um, this is a big issue. One because of their their uh, how influential they are as a church. Okay, mm-hmm. how famous they are, sort of. Yes. Secondly, that they're affiliated with a uh, denomination that certainly doesn't believe that. Right. Um, and then, sort of, I just want to talk about that, the times, and what that means, and maybe even get into a discussion for people that are watching who immediately are like, well, why wouldn't they? And kind of understand and maybe explain and, and that the idea of the Bible saying that there shouldn't be women pastors and also talk, maybe change your viewpoint Instead of making it that the Bible says men are better than women, because I think it's a very modern interpretation to think that's what it means if someone says a certain position shouldn't be held by a certain gender. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Also, mild correction. Turns out I needed to do a little bit more research. Amazon says that there's actually 35 million copies that have been sold of The Purpose Driven Life wow. by Rick Warren. 35 million. <laughs> that's what Amazon says. Be interesting to know how many, if you add up all the purpose driven. Like series, I bet that. But anyway, just 35 million copies. That's insane. So anyway, that's where we're at. Now, those are saying, okay, well, what's the big deal? Well, the Bible makes it pretty clear. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 says, A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. Here's the part that I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. Now, before we get into that, it doesn't mean women have to be silent in the church. It means in the context of being a teacher, pastor. So clearly mm-hmm. you can't be a pastor without having some authority and right. over men. So that special title, right? Not special. That that unique position, elder, pastor, yes. overseer, which has kind of been, that's a whole other topic, is to be held by men. Um, that's the Bible. That's what it says. So, that's right. let, so AJ, maybe you can help here. On the surface... You yourself, before you became a Christian, maybe your sister. I know your sister and my sister, they're not believers. Mm-hmm. Um, what would they say to that? They would think that it's it's sexist. Sexist, yeah. All right. Implying that women are not as good as men. That's right. All that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. So, before we get to... I mean, there it is in the Bible. Clear as day. Right. So, let me give you some reasons why... Let me give you the... Biblical. I'm putting that in quotation marks, that people say that this verse does not mean what they think it means. Some of the evidence they use is that, first, the writing to um, Timothy, and in the town that Timothy was at, was a big church of Artemis, the Greek goddess Artemis, or mm-hmm. Roman equivalent. She's a female goddess, and they held positions of high authority. So Paul was talking about a specific situation and that and being different than the, the religion in that city. Okay. okay. However, here is where that falls apart. There's no mention of Artemis in 1 Timothy. He would say that, right? He doesn't mention that. There's no indication of it. So why are we reading into the context to say that's the case, right? Yes, that's a weird assumption to make. I mean, but, but I get. But let's just that 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 falls apart. The okay. other one has to do with. Um, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. There, there's that's one of the biggest ones. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, Oh, one of the other evidence, okay, so they talk about Phoebe is mentioned in 
the New Testament. This this woman, Phoebe, and Paul talks about her with high authority, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm not high authority, with a great deal of respect. And then yeah. there's a woman named Priscilla mentioned. And, it, and it's interesting because her name is actually mentioned before her husband's. Right, so it says Paul says, "Hi, oh, Priscilla, blah blah blah. You have taught the gospel well in your home, right? In your home." And Paul's saying they've done a really good job. Yeah. And so people say, "Well, she was clearly the pastor." Well, there's no indication of that, and just because her name was first doesn't mean necessarily mean that. And the context is clear: women can be leaders, and they Absolutely. can preach the gospel, and they can tell people the gospel. But that doesn't mean she was fulfilling or Phoebe. There's no indication she was a pastor. She was filling the role of pastor, right, or elder. In fact, when he tells Timothy to find an elder and talks about getting elders, he says men, right, and he talks about what they are. So those are kind of your arguments. They fall apart. I think mm-hmm. they're pretty weak arguments. Okay. Um, so those are, like, well-known. Like, those are the ones. Those like, arguments? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're decent. And the other one is, well, that was a cultural thing, right, okay. et cetera. Um, people talk about that God made, you know, there are women in the Old Testament who had, who were judges and prophetesses, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, again, what happened in the Old Testament and what a woman did and the authority she had has nothing, had, has nothing to do with the position of pastor in the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? It's not the same, right. right? God, you're right. God had them. We don't have the position of judge in the biblical sense. In the church today. Remember, mm-hmm. when Jesus came, he told us how to organize the church, right? right. Through the apostles, etc. So that falls apart, too. The other one is they say, well, it says men and women are created in the image of God and they're equal. That's 100% true. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. We, you brought up a good point. You said that most, it sounds sexist on the surface, but it's only sexist if you in your own mind are implying that a pastor... That that I'm sorry. That prohibiting someone from doing a certain role in the church implies that they're not as good as someone else. Makes sense. Yeah, the, I that's can see not why the case. Think that, yeah. So let me ask you a question: Is a is a mayor more important and, or or uh, more worthy than a doctor in society? They can't see you. They can't hear you. Shake oh your my head. bad. Sorry. No. I mean, they play like a like a big role, but as far as like overall, like, well, see, even your own mind is trying to put importance of a role. Mm-hmm. You hear yourself? Like this is a great example. Yes or no? That a human being who is a doctor. I mean, I'm sorry, is a mayor, is worth more to society than a doctor. I don't think so, bro. We need that. This is real talk. You seem confused by this. So if so, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Yeah, as far as a mayor and a doctor, I mean, they just, I guess for me. I'm confused what you're, what is, what you, you need to like say something for people right now. Cause even I don't know where, what's happening in your mind. Uh, maybe I'm not understanding the question. Can you, okay, can you repeat it one more time? <laughs> you know what I'm saying here, fun turn? If I take a mayor. Yeah. Do you know what a mayor is? Yes. Is a mayor more important in society than mm-hmm. a doctor? Why are you hesitating to give an answer? What is happening right now? I don't think so. I, I, I'm just confused why you're or like, you've got to tell the people because we're having a podcast. Your thoughts. <laughs> you can't just pause in silence. Sorry. Like, even if, even, if you're, even if your thoughts are like, what's making you hesitate? Because this um, is my point. I guess I'm trying to like weigh the responsibility. Why did, so, I, so you believe that if one is better than the other, I'm a lot, they are not as important as a human being. No. Then why are you weighing the responsibility? I'm saying the person, you're still talking about the role. Is the person who is a mayor 
more important than the person who is a doctor? No, no, because that's like you said, taking the roles out of it. No. So you, but you, okay. All right, I'm going to give you an example. No, clearly, and even in society, a doctor, even though a mayor technically uh, has authority, right, in a town, yeah, we would never say that a mayor's role is more important than a doctor's. You seemed hesitant, almost as though a mayor's position was more important than a doctor. Oh, no, definitely not. Sometimes I struggle to have real these kind of conversations because, like, this is just been pure chaos now. <laughs> My bad. I'm not mad at you. I just think <laughs> if we're doing a podcast, you have to talk. Yeah, sorry, guys, who are listening. <laughs> Sometimes I'm an, I'm an internal thinker. I'm thinking, and I forget that, hey, oh, I got to speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, this has to come out. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Clearly, we don't believe that. We don't believe that. Or, or let's take a senator. Is a senator more important as a human being than a doctor? No. Is it even more important in society? No. Not really. So now the government would say, so of course, they're the government, right? In their mind, for their specific role, they're going to be like, well, we have this set up. Yeah, they're but, looking at it differently. But, but we clearly know that if you're in a post-apocalyptic world where the world falls apart, who's more useful to a colony, a senator or a doctor, a U.S. senator or a doctor? Doctor. Yeah, because they have skills. So why do we, why do we naturally assume that just because a position has some authority – that in this case, a man is the only, you know, the Bible says that a man is to be a pastor. That's saying that women are less important. That's not true at all. Right. I could true. also flip it around. Are men not as important because they don't get to bear children? No. Well, clearly not. So we got to get out of this 21st century thinking that equates importance with title mm. um, or authority, right? Everyone wants to be in charge and in control. That was P.S. This, that was such an awkward segment. Like, I, I'm having a hard time moving on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So it's not just you, man. It's me. We just can't talk. We lost everyone. Um, so I think that's where we're at. And I think when it comes to this, so I'm just trying to get people to think out there that may be listening, saying, what's the problem with them ordaining female pastors? You know, either the word of God is true and we have to follow it or it's not. And it's very dangerous to start implying that we know better than the Bible or we start to edit pieces of the Bible that make us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's truth right there. I think that's what's happening. So, Conforming. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it is what it is, you know. And I, there's, I know people out there are going to be like, is this a primary issue? I mean, I don't think it's a primary issue that, you know, you can be a Christian and, and think differently, but I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't think you are following the Bible. It's a dangerous road to start putting our own interpretations of things and editing things and trying to find kind of like ways around what the Bible says to make us more comfortable, right? And that's how we're in the position we're in today. Isn't that basically just who's God at that point? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Hmm. Truth is truth. Yeah, and so that makes us uncomfortable. So anyway, it's kind of a big deal. Absolutely, Um, especially like, like you said with the platform they have too. Like to make that kind of a decision. Big well, deal. yeah. So now you know. Let's say there's someone out there who's like Rick Warren says it. Now I. Yep. They go to their local pastor and say, "Why are we doing this?" And I think a lot of times it goes back to Christians. You know, God says, "Seek me with your all your heart, soul, and mind, and you'll find me." Kind of right. Paraphrasing. Part of seeking with your mind is thinking through things and letting ourselves stop applying different standards of logic to the Bible that we would use other places, like. Clearly, we just used the doctor and mayor thing that was supposed to have a point that didn't. Uh, 
But I mean, I think if you think it through, it's the same thing. Stop equating different roles with value. Men and women are created equal. Men, men and women are equipped. Men and women have important gifts. You know, First Corinthians talks about how not any, no one gift is more important than another. Right? We all are a part of the body of Christ. It's Amen. in fact more sexist to to try to make women men and take away their special God-given role, which is what we're doing in society. Right? When you say a woman can't be good as good as a man unless she is doing everything a man does, aren't you taking away the God-given glory she has as a woman? Absolutely. So because now she doesn't understand who she is and like what makes her her. You know? Yeah, it's just an odd thing how culture is. So I was kind of disappointed. And, and there was some, the director of the denomination came out and said he was disappointed. And I'm just curious also how that's going, what that's going to do. Is it going to look like, you know, there's division again in the church to those not watching? I mean, I'm sorry, to those outside the church. Right. And well, if, if the director came out and said that, like, like what do you think? Like, because he's the director. I don't know how like their a, denomination's set up. Whether, right. you know, it sounds like there's quite a bit of autonomy between churches and maybe they just provide, you know, guidance and, gotcha. and support, etc. I, I was wondering if that would cause like any sort of friction between... You know where it gets weird, though? I don't know this, mm -hmm. but maybe is that as far as it goes? Because Rick Warren's church is massive mm -hmm. and those denominations oftentimes, again, I can't say this. I haven't researched this, so don't take this for granted. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't take this as, quote, get it, gospel truth here, because I don't know. So if you're Southern Baptist, you can comment below and let us know what, how the denominations ran. But, you know, do they give money to the denomination? So, you know, in that case, some of these larger churches have a lot of power. Gotcha. I don't know that, but mm -hmm. I think that's that's a thought, too. So it'll be right. interesting to see in the days ahead. Within the realm of possibility. This is why I talk about having, you know, a platform and influence to change, to, to speak into culture, man. Um, because, gosh, got to be careful. And, and, you know, in the big scheme of things, does it, someone's going to be, well, Todd, that doesn't change the gospel. That's true, but in a way it does because either the Bible is true or it's not. And Absolutely. if one part of it we can kind of go, eh, then people start poking, quote, poking holes in other parts of it. Oh, absolutely. They start picking and choosing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Picking it's, and choosing. That's right. It's either all real or it's not. And, like, once we get into a, if the church settles into a culture of picking and choosing, man, it's not going to be good. It's over. Yeah, like that's, that's right. That, that's when, like, that's kind of like, a, I feel like that's kind of how we're in the state that we're in as like the church with the capital C is because some people have decided to, people with, with influence, influence, yeah, have a platform. platform yeah. They have decided to pick and choose in spots when you can't do that. And that's, that's really also good. why people don't like Christians and Christianity because when you guys are hypocrites, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're not uniform. Well, and they get confused. If you're mm -hmm. on the outside, maybe you're even interested in Christianity. Christianity, excuse me. Man, isn't it crazy like that we can be as separated as we are sometimes? Because the, yeah. isn't the Bible, is the Bible true or not? And if, you know, I used to hear this all the time from family members when they, I would talk to them about my faith. They would say, well, that's your interpretation. Everybody, there's a thousand different interpretations of the Bible. That's so dangerous because yep. that's why it's so important that, you know, as Scripture says, it, it's It's perfect. It has to be. We need to find, uh, instead of changing it, picking and choosing, I say this all the time, instead of trying to wrap Jesus and the Bible, um, you know, around us and form it around us, we need to be formed around it. Absolutely. So that's why it's kind of a big deal. And I thought that was interesting just because, again, 35 million copies, he's a big deal. Absolutely. You know, used man. to be even bigger. 
bigger deal. Yeah, man. In, that, in Christian circles. Like you said, that's a lot of that's a lot of influence. Big platform. So mm-hmm. it's, it is it is disappointing. Yeah. So happen. you know, guys. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, hopefully, this gets you thinking. Go look in the Bible yourself. You know, and I would encourage all the ladies out there. You know, there's this. Do I think that there was a period of time within the church and certain even denominations that probably minimized the importance of women, trying to make them less than men? Yes, but even that case, there's men out there who somehow think that because God's given them specific roles, you know, and even quote leaders, right? Then they are of the house, and that 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 means they're more important than women, and that's just not true. No, and um, we need to see it that way, uh, and and that goes to, you know, there's theological positions. I won't bore people. Um, but I'm a comp- complementarian, which means I believe that men and women are equal but have different roles, and they complement each other, those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that. I think that's pretty clear in Scripture. I, too, am a complementarian. Nice. You said it better than I did. <laughs> I couldn't even say the words. <laughs> so, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Let us know your guys' thoughts on this. Ladies, what do you think about the Scriptures that say that? Is it easy? Does that ever stick in your craw? I was a southern... Fraser. Never heard that. Um, you know, have you guys heard about this? Uh, let us know. All righty. Nice. Ready for the next one? Let's go. <clears throat> so, this one's kind of going a little more political. Okay. I don't know why I said it that way. Hopefully, I don't know if you guys knew this, but recently. What? I was going to say, hopefully, comprehend the questions you asked me. <laughs> you were complimenting. That's not the issue. The issue, the issue was, I was tr- we're friends, so it's literally I know you. Uh, I was like, dude. It's so funny. Dude, you give, give yourself credit. We just said this day. This guy is a brilliant guy, smart guy, deep thinker. Sometimes I just am like, bro, you got to tell him. We are on a podcast. If you're watching the video, it's not as big a deal, right? Oh, if he's so silent, funny. because then he's going... You can tell he's thinking. Yeah. But I want you to picture. I sometimes picture. I'm listening to this podcast. And all of a sudden, there's dead silence for 30 seconds. And I, I know myself. I'm looking at my phone, you know, and going, man, did, that, is there, did it freeze? Did I hit pause? You got... Oh, that's so funny. Uh, anyway. On Monday, the Biden administration okay. Okay, announced that it's reversing a Trump-era policy that advocates protecting the religious liberty of Christian doctors in disputes over transgender medical procedures. So essentially, the headline is, the Biden administration wants to punish Christian doctors if they refuse to perform transgender um, surgeries. This is wild. So all it meant in the Trump administration, because I actually did research what it's saying, is that it was saying that, that it does not... Because you guys know, if you read in the small print of any medical practice, it says, you know, the Fair Something Act, Fair Medical Act or whatever. Okay. It says that, you know, no one's discriminated on the basis of blah, 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 blah. Right? Sure. Um, you know, gender. You know, we all read it. This stuff more. Mm-hmm. Well, they interpret it to mean biologically male and female. Okay. Right. Um, so what's happening here? Is and I'm going to tell you why. I want to get your thoughts and then give you mine. I want to get your guys's first. Okay. But now they're taking a step further and saying you're going to be punished. So you're a Christian doctor, Bun Turner, AJ. You're a doctor who happens to be Christian. Somebody comes to you at 18 and says, "Hey, I want to pay you to do this surgery. You have to do it. If not, you get punished." <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that? I think it's wrong. I, th- I don't think it's right in the slightest. I mean, honestly, <laughs> in the position that we're in. I feel like if this was me, I don't support this. I think it's I think it's morally wrong. 
I don't see why I couldn't pass this off to someone who isn't a Christian as far as being a a doctor. Why could I not? You now I work in fast food, so I have a slightly thing where I go, you should as the as a doctor have the right to deny service. If they aren't dying, if they aren't they got a gunshot wound, then you too. should you should be able to go, you wanna know what? I don't want to do this surgery. I don't want to do this. I One, it's against what I believe. Two, here's the other thing. I'm not cut out to do this because I've never done this before. I don't ever want to do this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to somebody who's more, more qualified than me? And doctors should have the right to deny service. That's what I was about it's, to ask, it's too. Not, it's... That's not a. I mean, I get like the idea of the fair, the fair medical act, and I see that. But at the same time, you you can't just put a doctor because they've went to all this school and all this knowledge. You have all this. You can't make them like an indentured servant. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember a few years ago when they fined that cake maker exactly. who had a cake business and didn't want to right. make cakes for a for, for, for a gay home, weddings? Yeah, right? for a homosexual wedding. I now, think they finally ended that. I don't know what. I don't. I didn't look at the. I know they got fined a ton of money. That person did this. It was just a which small makes local. no sense. Here's my issue with it. It'd be one thing if you go to an ER, someone's taking with a gunshot wound, and a guy says, I'm not going to save their life because I'm a Christian, and I want them to die. First of all, you're not a Christian if that's the way you Absolutely, yeah. This is exactly. not that, guys. If we start allowing, for my opinion, I think you guys are right on. I'm with yeah. you. Because st- to me, there's two issues here. Let's take out Christianity for a second. You are dictating, can you, you are dictating what a person can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. So yes. would they, my question is, would they do that to a Muslim? Exactly. When they go to a Muslim and say, I don't know, I know it's not exactly the same, but like I have to, <clears throat> you know, whatever they're, I can't even think of one of their things, but I have to do this certain thing. I have to do, and the, and the thing about it, that's not an emergency procedure. This is an elective procedure. Exactly. And, and, and where does it stop? So then they say, okay, you got to do it for a 12-year-old. Sure. Or, you got to do it for a 10-year-old. Yes. And what came to my mind was like, Okay, if, if that's how it's going to be, what if somebody comes in there and says, I want you to kill me. Just inject me with the, with the drug that point. kills me. That's a really good point. Which, I don't want to live. Which was happening for a while. That was a thing in so multiple like, different states that where they would go in and they were like, we want to die and we want to do this. And there were doctors that refused to do it because they're like, no, we will not assist you with doing So that. now you take away that right. Right. And, it's like, and the, the truth is there's going to be plenty of doctors out there that will do it right that are not don't have that belief system so Mm -hmm. why are you why are you pigeonholing or like choosing to it's malicious bro. yeah why isn't it weird let's look at it is it not kind of creepy that you're specifically targeting targeting yes christian doctors it's weird Mm -hmm. when you know there's however many doctors out there like just secular it's almost like oh there's two of them right there's this guy's a christian and you're not i'm gonna go here and make trouble here even though this guy won't do it so i mean (laughs) this guy will do it for me Exactly. Maybe even would be cheaper at the end of the day. So, yeah. So for me, I, I always, those that are, yeah, exactly. For me, I always come back to this, those that are listening, and maybe for us. Okay, I look at this two ways. Really one way. We're living in a country, whether you're a Christian or not, do you want to go down that slippery slope where the government, excuse me, punishes an individual or their occupation mm-hmm. if they do not do Exactly what someone tells them to do. Like you, you have no freedom, and that yeah. becomes government controlled, right? Which is, by the way, what is a government controlled that controls pretty much the economy and all the forms of healthcare? What is that government called? 
right? Mm -hmm. That's socialism. That's communism. That's mm -hmm. what it is. I was about to say, definitely what we are. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, that's what it's pushing towards. So for me, it, I would say the same thing about, believe it or not, guys, someone, in, if, if it was a Muslim and they were forcing them to do something that they didn't have the right to do, right? It's one thing if we were like, it was harming someone. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Some religion says, I want to go out and murder people. Clearly, you're not going to let them do that. But right. it's not the same thing. And we need to use common sense here. 100%. I'm exactly. with you. I don't, That's my view of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I said, like you said, it's a very slippery slope because once you start going that road, where does it end? It doesn't. Like, you can't draw a line in the sand because as soon as you draw a line in the sand, then that's infringing upon someone's feelings and rights because feelings and right rights that's, dude, for some reason. That's, that's, so exactly that's so true. And where does that end? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just like, imagine imagine me walking up to, to Biden, to President Biden, and going... Hey man, uh, because because you know I don't I don't feel like you are a good president. I think you should step down. And and he, and he goes and, and if you don't, you're infringing upon my rights as an American. Yeah, it's just an odd thing, man. Individual rights matter. Uh, yeah, you they know? do. And if and and I just so there's that side of it. I'm agreeing with you. And then the other side of it is, isn't it odd that it's always Christians? Mm -hmm. And and I'll tell you why. You know, know my theory, Christianity, at least openly. Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, um, conservative Christianity is the religion that says there is a truth that is not dependent on your feelings. That's right, and no one wants to hear that. Yeah. Nobody. So, something to be aware of, guys. I'm telling you, we live in a, you know, everyone says, I think it's pretty obvious. Remember that message? It's pretty obvious what you guys' political stance are, and that pushes me away. And, like, listen, we, we have our own views, mm -hmm. but I think no matter which side of the aisle you're on, you should be concerned when the government starts to step in and tell you what you can or cannot do. Especially as it relates to non-emergency situations, things like mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. It's just dangerous. It's a dangerous road to go down. Right, because... And doctors should be concerned in general, whether you're a Christian or not. Oh, Where does it end? That's a scary, that's, that's a scary situation. you'll be doing procedures for free because the government told you to. Bingo. Or at least for very cheap, right? Because government doesn't have the money to pay you. Exactly. Every, what, you what you put into your education, that's for sure. Oh, yeah? People are going to point out to healthcare systems to do it that way. But that's not what we're founded on. And have secondly, you, those have a lot of problems. Exactly. Have you? I've done research outside of people who genuinely are against it and say it, but also people who are for it that even say this is not. This doesn't work. It doesn't. This doesn't work because you have you have the free healthcare. You have all this stuff that those state-run hospitals are terrible. Mm -hmm. There's always a queue. There's always something mm -hmm. wrong. It, 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 doctors aren't paid. It, it's it's almost a cesspool. And then you have the other side of it, which is then healthcare becomes outrageous because you have these state-run hospitals and now it's a premium good. Yeah, well, and one what, what ends up happening too is, you know, it, that's a whole different topic, but you're right. You know, there's flaws in the system. Mm -hmm. I just had another thought that, you know, what if then all of a sudden at some point they start saying, okay, doctors, you know, a lot of doctors, Christian and I, like to go serve in other countries to give free health care, right, for yeah. a time. By the way, the vast majority of those are Christian. Christian doctors go to other countries and perform for free medical procedures in places where they don't get that. Right. Beautiful thing. Oh, the way the church should so be. Cool. What, what happens if they say, oh, you're not allowed to go to that country because we don't like them? <laughs> you can't yep. go serve there anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. I'm just telling you. You got to be – I'm telling you guys out there that a lot of young people our age and below say, oh, I don't get into politics. I don't know this. Listen, it's not about politics. Do you care about life? Do yep. you care about, you know, having – 
because it, it it starts. You said it earlier. You can't go back once you cross a certain line, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to be aware of. So, you know, um, we need to support Christians that are standing up for their beliefs. And listen, even if you're not Christian, you can make the medical argument that doing full transgender surgeries ends up causing a lot of issues mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically to the people that that do that. Um, I know that's not a popular belief, but does that mean if you're out there listening, you're transgender, that I hate you? No, it doesn't no, mean that at all. Not. In fact, I don't even really want to talk about that right now. Uh, I'm serious. Like, that's not... I have my own stuff that I need to work on, but I do I do want to talk to you about a guy named Jesus, and that's that's really what it boils down to. And hopefully if you Amen. stick around, you'll know that we'd love you, and you, you sit at the table with us, and we would talk all day long. Absolutely. To, honestly, this isn't even so much about transgenderism whatever as it is about the government coming in and telling christians what they can or cannot do it's crazy <clears throat> so freedom hangs by a thread nice man you got you're just a poet sometimes thanks all right <laughs> this is a long show i'm trying to move <clears throat> this is more of a uh, an interesting so a few weeks ago we kind of gave sort of the the bleak um statistics on the church today yep um, now, this one doesn't talk about the coronavirus in general because that one is a fact, how it's affected church attendance. This is more overall since like 2015, they've said sort of the decline of the church in America. Okay. However, there is a guy here. I'm going to find his name. I bet I closed it. He wrote an article. Uh, Tim Richards is his name. He's Tim Pastor Richards. Guy. And he talked about, this was around Easter, he put this article out. But he says something interesting. He says, and I'm going to read this quote. My, my point is that Christianity is doing better than most believe. Philip Jenkins, one of the world's leading experts on the global church, estimates Christianity will not merely keep its current 2 billion followers, but will likely gain another billion in the next 20 years. He's convinced Christianity will remain the world's largest religion for at least another 80 years. His point was, and this is interesting, he said that a lot of those statistics that talk about decline in uh, attendance overall is because it's a lot of mainline Christian churches and denominations are losing people. But he makes the point that a lot of them are losing people because they are not sticking to their core values. Mm. And so things are happening. People are seeing that. And he says there's actually been a growth, particularly in non-denominational churches. The reason you don't count them and people don't know is because they don't turn their attendance to some denominational branch. Right, where there's like official so, data. Does that make sense? So that's kind of an interesting thought. And we even noticed that trend with us. Like if we, we talked about before the show that if we were to put our numbers up from the past five years since we started, or oh, even man, the past it's, year, it's going it up. would be up, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool, more of hope for us out there, Christians, who say, oh, man, you know, everyone's leaving Christianity. That might not be the case. Um, you know, we've had the thought that maybe people are becoming disillusioned with, uh, this is going to sound fake Christianity, not mm-hmm. denominational, but kind of the people – the Christianity that doesn't have anything to stand on, sort of the the, the glitz and the glitter and the, the one one hour on a Sunday, and, and they're wanting, but the true message of Christ is still reaching people. Absolutely, man. You know, so I thought that was cool. There is a remnant out there. Chosen by, yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. So that's cool. Just want to share that with everyone. I think that was a cool I think it's, it's encouraging. Yeah. Because the only thing we've seen lately as far as numbers with attendance or just Christianity in general is with all the negative so it's, it's nice to see something positive. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, yeah. So, that's a lot. Yeah, I, it was good, though. I had, I had fun talking about it. fun turn? He usually tells us whether it's going to be okay or not so far. You're he, good. <laughs> he goes, did not You're sound good. real encouraging. Uh, all right, hey, we're going to dive into questions. Give us your guys' thoughts on any of those. We truly do love to hear your thoughts. 
Some of you guys have, most of you, you all have interesting thoughts, but man, you just make some really good points. So you can drop them in the comments. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those, you can use the link at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to Facebook and follow uh, the church's page that puts us out, the Remnant Church of Whitley County. Boom. Uh, it's got a fancy R and follow us, but, and then write a comment in there. But we'd yeah. love to know your, your thoughts on any of this. All right. Questions. All right. Am I starting or are you starting? Let me take a gander. Oh, he's got a gander um, away. Here we go. This okay. person question says, I read a devo- <laughs> Me no talk well. I read I a devotion it. today about reaching the lost and how we as Christians have become more concerned about people leaving or switching churches than we are about the lost and dying going to hell. Oof. This has really convicted me. I've been a Christian for the majority of my life and I love Jesus. Hmm. But how can I truly love Jesus and become so desensitized to the lost? He died so that no one should perish, and I'm more concerned with my role in church or my marriage than I am with reaching the lost and dying around me, the lost and dying around me. It's been humbling to admit. Do you guys relate at all? How can we, quote, fan the flame to reach the lost? How do we reignite what I know has to already be written on our hearts to do? Man, that's so good. Yeah, good question. So much truth in that, and just whoever asked this question, I know you're, you're definitely thinking, which is amazing. I love that. Um, I can relate to this. Because I know I've had moments in my walk where I've known, like, I, f- I feel like I felt the spirit poke at me to go talk to somebody, and I didn't. And that's that sucks. But um, I think that the first, let me tell you this, the first thing that I feel like you don't want to do is put so much pressure on yourself that you feel like you have to, like, try to, you know, preach the gospel in depth to every single person you run into. Because that's just too much. I think you're going to get overwhelmed, and you'll just shut down. But, um... I don't know. You know, I think sometimes we can get caught up in, like, the, the details of it all. You know, just be Jesus to people. Love them. You know, see people. And what I mean by that is, like, actually see them. You know, when you're walking through, you know, your local wall of Mart, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to just have your your side, you know, your blinders on and just, you know, take them off. You know, see people. And if you see someone that seems down, why don't you say hi to them? You know, that it can be as that can be being Jesus to somebody or just actually asking them how they're really doing. You know, people are so, they are so numb to true intimacy between each other that they don't, they don't expect it, you know? Mm. And so when you can actually pop them out of their own little, their own little matrix of feeling like, you know, this is how it is, you know, even just that in itself can be Jesus to people. So yeah, I think that's really good, do I, I agree with that. I'll actually say, add something to that, though, and say that I actually think we do need to tell people the gospel more. I got a challenging question for you. How many people that don't go to your church in the last even three months have you told the gospel to that aren't Christian? Hmm. I, and if the answer is zero or less than a handful, is that actually spreading the good news that's to good. everyone? And I I think that somehow, I think in our desire to love people, which I think is beautiful, for some reason we think, I don't know, man, this this just hit me. Do you think it's possible that we've allowed culture to influence us and we think that loving them like Jesus is not challenging them and telling them the actual gospel? Like in a weird way, it's like modern modern world, right? Well, we got to accept them for who they are, so let's just love them through it Mm -hmm. when like... The Bible says, how are they going to know if people don't tell them? That's and how, really good, is, how are people going to tell them if no one goes like goes and tells them? Like We have to tell people about 
Jesus, tell them, tell them, and quit worrying about whether or not they look at us weird, quit worrying about if they get offended. If someone gets offended because we tell them about Jesus, that's not on you. That's not on us. Our job is to tell them. And I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I'm going to challenge all of us. Do you even know, if you're listening, do you even know, like, do you, do you ever tell anyone about Jesus? I look at the Gospels, and uh, I think of the Samaritan woman. I think of the, the, man, the, the man he healed, the leper and uh, the lame guy, the blind guy. Yeah. Every single one of them, first thing they wanted to do was go tell everyone. And a lot of times Jesus said, not yet, don't go yet. Do you? Do I? Mm. I, and he, they didn't just go love them, run up and give them a hug. No, they told them, there is a man who healed me. Do you tell them? Do we tell them? Man. And I think over time, man, I think we, you know, whoever wrote this question is a really good way to say it. They said it's written on your heart. So let's assume that's true. We're, we know we're called to do that. And we're never doing it. We're never going to feel comfortable. And then we lose the fire because we're not stoking it. Um, so I'll tell you this. I got con- This is weird. I did not write this question, but I got convicted about this myself last week or the week before, and I preach. And I love telling people, uh, I love preaching the gospel. Yeah. But, man, when I think about the fact, actually, it was, I, you know, we get invited to this pastor's breakfast sometimes. We haven't gone yet, mm-hmm. but we've got invited. And I was thinking about what I would do if I came because the last time they brought up, like, talking about my testimony. And one of the things I wanted to to talk about, okay, so I was saved at a um, at a little weird, you know, I, I can say corny because I think a lot of people think it's corny, mm-hmm. a play. One of those plays churches put on, right? Low-budget plays, yeah. heaven's gates, hell's flames, and that led to my salvation. And if somebody in that church had decided, I actually thought of this on prep for the sermon and said, I don't feel like doing this. I'm too stressed to show up that day or I don't want to do it. What if the guy that played Jesus in that play decided not to come that day and they didn't have a Jesus and they couldn't do it? Because that's what, that's what had me hear the gospel. Is at the end of it, it prepared my heart to hear it. And, um, yeah, man, I just, what helps me is to remember, for me personally, I literally could have died and gone to hell. You know, I also yeah. like to tell myself one of the ways I stoke a fire is if I knew someone who had cancer and I literally in my pocket had the cure to cancer and everybody's like, oh, it's not. No, I want you to think about that. If you're listening today and you're a Christian, I want you to consider this for a second. Someone, a dear friend of yours, you had cancer, you were cured of it. You have the cure in your hand. It's a pill shot, whatever it's in. You have a whole bag of it, unlimited mm-hmm. supply, and you mm-hmm. don't want to tell your neighbor or your sister, or your brother, your mom and dad. Would you, like, would you not tell them about it? And yet, you wouldn't just come up and love them and say, and hope they ask you if you have the cure. Hey, I love you so much. I can't wait till they notice I'm different and ask me how I'm cured. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes yeah. they do go, well, you're healthy. Sometimes they do. But, but sometimes they need to know. Mm-hmm. And so that always helps me. The people, people that don't know Jesus, without Jesus Christ, we are dead. They're dying. And I think you're already halfway there. And I don't know. I think as a church, capital C, um, I don't know. I don't know how we do. I think we need to disciple individual Christians. You know, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, it's not your church that has the mission. It's not um, your denomination. It's you. You are called to make disciples of all nations. 
you are to, as you go, meaning in your workplace, your family, why are you so afraid to tell people about Jesus if you believe it's true? Man, that is, I don't know. That's just convicting a thought. to me, man. So you convicted me, that, whoever wrote man, this question, and, it, and made me think about it, and it's true. When you view it as life or death, so I, the cancer one has helped me a lot. You know, if I had to cure, man, yeah, how that's selfish. A, that's a good way to look at it, man. Yeah. That's, wow. I All hope right. you guys hear that because that's, that's real talk. Nice. It really is, man. Whew. That was. All right. Man. You're up. All right, next question. I've always believed once saved, always saved. But I was reading in Hebrews and wondered what, what to make of Hebrews 6, 4 to 6. To me, it sounds like someone could lose their salvation based on this passage. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. You have the verse pulled up, right? I do. You want to read it for everyone so they don't hear my voice over and over? Hebrews 6, 4 to 6. Here it is. For it is impossible. This is HCS. For it is. For it it is impossible to renew uh, to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, became companions with the Holy Spirit, tasted God's good word and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away because to their own harm they are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. For ground that has drunk... Oh, actually, no, that was everything, right? My bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it just goes on to give this analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good that you read that, where it says, For ground that has drunk the rain that has often fallen on it, and that produces vegetation useful to those cultivated for receives a blessing for God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed when we burn at the end. Um, so here, here's the thoughts on this. That is kind of scary. It implies it's impossible to renew, right? Bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, became companions of the Holy Spirit, tasted mm-hmm. God's good word in the coming, the powers of the coming age, you know, fallen away. We kind of read into that 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 means, um, right, Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up another passage that's actually, I think, if you think it through, will will make more sense. Um, okay. In Matthew, I believe, chapter 13. Okay, in Matthew 13, Jesus talks about the soil. Remember, he talks about the seed. There's seed that falls on rocky soil. There's seed That's that right. falls on thorns. In his description of seed, there's some that nothing takes root, right? That's right. The ground dries it up. and But there's some that says it starts to produce a fruit and then gets choked, choked out. out. Yep. That is not about people who were saved and then lost. It is about people who heard, made, like, started to hear it, heard the truth, and then walked away because of external circumstances, didn't fully accept. Kind of like a Nicodemus. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Well, although I think he did become a believer later. Yeah. So I think, you know, there we have to read this in, in its entire context, first of all. Um, and, you know, even in verse 6, I'm sorry, chapter 6, the first verse gives us a clue that it's not just about Christians falling away because he says, Verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the elementary message about the, about the Messiah, let us go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from good works, not putting all this aside. Um, and we'll, you know, put, he's saying we need to go beyond. Okay, what is it? You, you've heard of the Messiah. Cool, you've heard yeah. of it, but you're not accepting it. So there seems to be an implication that you can accept the gospel, right? The people that have heard it with their minds, they may have accepted, but they have not fully they have not in their hearts experienced salvation. They have not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with so you. So it's kind of like the people we know that may have grown up in church their whole life. Okay. And they, 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 but they're not truly believers. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Who, who tasted the heavenly gift? You got to taste. You heard of it. You know it. Who became companions of the Holy Spirit? Meaning, like, 
man, you're right there. It, it's speaking to you. It's responding to you. Remember, what's the one unforgivable sin? It's Jesus talks rejection about. Of it's Christ. rejection of the Holy Spirit, That's rejection right. of the, the pull, rejection of the gospel. And... Um, so that's what he's trying to say, right? He's, he's, and in doing that, why it's even worse, if someone knows, says, oh, I believe, but nothing, there's no change, right? They're crucifying Christ over and over again. They're saying he's, he deserves it because they've not actually fully accepted the mm. gospel message. Is this making sense? Because I'm trying to, this is to explain this um, quickly. Yeah. But, you know, it, it you, you you have and you have to read it in the full context of the Bible. So even if this verse seems a little, we have to read this verse in the context of the entire Bible. There's verse after verse. I'll tell you some verses right now okay. that clearly show us that you can't lose your salvation. John chapter 10 verses. Um, I'm sorry. John chapter 10 verses 27 29. First Peter 1 4 and 5. Um, Philippians 1 6. Romans 8 35 38 and 39. Over and over and over, John, I believe, 14, I believe, where Jesus says, I will never let go of one of those you've given me. Mm-hmm. You have to read this through that filter. You can't just take this and elevate it above every other scripture. That's good. Does that make sense? Yep, that's good. So, again, the point here is that, you know, you can't, um, these, these were never believers, Right? Yeah. You can intellectually grasp the gospel, but not truly be saved. Not, not have a relationship with Christ. That I agree with you 100%. Like, I think that the biggest difference, like you said, was accepting it. You know, that's, that's where the big difference is here. Well, and another example is like John, uh, in, in the, I think it's John 1, the Gospel of John. Jesus talks about uh, the light, right? Or no, it describes Jesus as the light of the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, that shines before all men. All men. So that implies, like, it's the idea that people people see the light, but they don't all come into the light. That's Remember, right. he talks about they some some want to hide in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing it, but you're not responding to it. That's really good. So man. we can't save someone like that. Does that make sense? Yep. Everybody has enough light to be responsible, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and, and maybe it's those moments, right? Because. You said it yourself. There were moments that you said you felt God calling to you before you were saved, right? Absolutely. You had you had moments, experiences that you ready. You might have been a guy who tasted the heavenly gift. Mm-hmm. You you were you had a moment and you didn't respond in that moment, mm-hmm. right? You did later, right? So it actually strengthens the other thing, which is, you know, the only way to be saved is through an acceptance of the of of Christ and a repentance. That's right. You know, that's so good. Man. Like fully accepting the gospel. I guess I should always talk about people that don't know Christianese. Listen, you can know about Jesus, but not know Jesus. That's right. You can know the gospel and not accept the gospel. Right. And it's going to be shown in your life. Right. And your and all that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like no, man, I think that's really good. So um, great question. I think that verse does can be confusing. One is you have to really read it. And this, in the whole context of the chapter and the book, and also you need to read every part of the Bible through the context of the entire of the entire Bible, right? The New Testament. What's the yes. gospel say? Look, one part doesn't get elevated over another just because it's confusing. Nope, cannot be. Great like, question. I like, I like the the umbrella now. Like I like that. Okay. Cannot. I ramble sometimes. I'm sorry, guys. I get excited. No, I, I love it, dude. You taught me something. So number one, if a Toy Story, I have another question. If a Toy Story. <laughs> I can't talk today. If a toy store company, 
toy store. What? Why does it say that? If a toy, essentially, if a toy company came out with an action figure of you, what would it be? It would be me. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of action figure would it be, I guess? Like, oh, would it be, I think maybe they're saying, like, would you be like a G.I. Joe? Would you think you'd be a... Oh, man. Like, would you be a WWE wrestler? What would your character be? I would 100% be a wrestler. Absolutely. I would be, uh... Man, what would I be? Funny enough, I actually had a little, I have a little side side story for this. Yeah. My, my old roommate, Chris, he actually, um... He went to school for graphic design, and he saw that WWE was taking a, they were taking an intern position for graphic design. So he, so he actually sent he sent them like a like a like a package. Like, yeah, yeah. And he actually ordered an a, a action figure of himself. Did for, he get it? Yeah, like he he ordered an action figure from some website where it came in a package, and he got to edit the package. So it was like his resume was as an action figure. That's in, that's incredibly clever. Yeah, and sent it to him. and never got anything back. Well, they probably so many. Oh, yeah. What a cool, clever idea. It was clever. It was pretty cool. Um, I would probably be... Man, I don't even know. Some kind of... I would be a Lord of the Rings action figure. I'd nice. want to be like a sword or something. Have that's a sword. Awesome. Anyway. I'm just some guy in trunks. <laughs> no, that'd be... Dude, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think yours yeah. is way cooler. Yeah. All right. Ready? want to... Why can't I talk? I'm so sorry, guys. I, I've lost the ability to communicate. Nah, man. Listen, it's just you. When you're around someone like me, long that's enough, not true. It, it's my own mind. It guys, starts to rub off. We both have scattered minds. That's <laughs> it's true. You want to read the last one? You got over? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. It is if I'm struggling with an addiction and I'm trying to fight it, but slip up every day, and I ask for forgiveness slash repent. Is that truly repenting? Can I struggle with an addiction but also be truly repentant and forgiven? Yes. Okay. Now I don't know your heart. Mm-hmm. That's between you have to be honest with yourself. Okay, and there's a different. But I want to read a section in case you don't know, um, in case you've never heard of this. Okay. But there is a trying to find it. Here we go. Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul. In case you, I hope you're listening. Wrote this question because it's a very honest question, and and this goes back to clinging to your salvation. That even in our brokenness. God still holds on to us, right? There's no place he can't go and no place he won't go. But I want you to understand the apostle Paul, he's an apostle. He saw Christ. He performed miracles. This man knew the truth. Absolutely. Um, And he says this in Romans chapter 7. Starting at verse 15, he says, For I do not understand. Okay, I'm sorry. I start at 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. I know the law is good. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But I'm made out of flesh, sold into sin's power. He's got this side of him, right? The sinful side. And, uh, for I do not understand what I'm doing because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. And what that means is he's saying, if I know I don't want to do this and sometimes I do it, that's telling me there's something inside of me that's saying it's wrong, even though I struggle with it, yeah. like an addiction. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it's sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, for the desire to do what is good is within me, but there's no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin that lives in me. So I discover this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. For in my inner self, the real me, I joyfully agree with God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. 
Mm. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this dying body. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. And there's an implication that he had to wrestle with this too. That there's times that he didn't want to do, like he had a war within him. He knew what was right and, and he... But then there's this other part of him, his the brokenness in him that was waging war. That's right. And this and, is the Apostle Paul. Yeah, the Apostle. And you, you know, you can be in that battle too. And here's the good news. One is let it always point you back to Christ. Like, man, it should make you go, gosh, I'm so thankful for, for Jesus. Um, but it also doesn't mean, notice that he said waging war. That means he's fighting it. Yes. Keep fighting. And I believe there's freedom to be found. And keep doing the things you need to do. And one of the things I say about addiction, a lot of times... We live in a world that tells you go to, to 12-step programs. Those are good to take medications, do all these things. What you need to do is are you praying specifically about that addiction too? Are you saying, God, give me the strength to say no. Help me to, to overcome this. Lead me to the places I need to go, the people I need to go. They're going to help me overcome this. Because yes. sometimes I think God wants us to fully rely on him. That's right. Not go to him as the last effort, mm. right? The last, last resort. Last yep. resort, yeah. that's a Yep. Little... I love that, man. So, hey, you know, your failings— um, don't mean that, that God is done with you or you're not saved because it was never dependent on you anyway. It was dependent on him on the cross. Amen. So, hope that encourages you. Keep fighting. Nice. That's all I have for questions. Yeah, I think that's all I have too. Awesome. We got a lot done today. It was a good show, man. I had a fun time. Me too. I didn't speak clearly. Me either. But hey, hope you guys learned something. <laughs> if nothing else, hope it drives you to scripture um, and, and to seeking the Bible on your own. I love these questions, man. I love being sharpened by you guys i love hearing people who are thinking through their faith even the you know that hebrews one saying hey i you know i believe in once they've all say but this pro- this verse caused me a problem mm-hmm. don't give up keep looking keep searching amen dude and uh you know relying on jesus anything that you know the reason that i i'm i can't believe we lose our salvation true believers is because then it makes it relying on me my holiness is also dependent on me that's which right. would mean what that christ's sacrifice wasn't all sufficient nope so, um, you know, are there, well, Todd, you and I had this discussion. What if somebody walks away? What if they're this? What if they're that? That's where I have to leave it to God. He knows, you know, if someone is saved or not. And you guys know too. Mm-hmm. You're the only one, you and God, that know whether you might be able to fool the whole world. <clears throat> God. But you and God know. Nope. So, anything else to say? Just thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. You know, this is such a cool I mean, it's such a cool thing we do. You know, I'm so blessed to be part of it. Truly, I'm humbled. You know, I mean that every time I say it. You know, I would have never thought I'd be where I am doing this and just talking about Jesus every week and, ask, you know, just discussing questions asked by you guys. It's so cool. And, you know, you guys are part of that just as much as we are. You know, continue to ask questions. You know, keep challenging yourself. You know, read the Bible. You know, like, like Todd always says, you know, if this, you know, if the answers we give, if they don't make sense or they don't fully answer what you were looking for, go to the Bible, read it. You know, that's, we are always going to point you there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're flawed. We don't know. Ab- absolutely. You know, and uh, the Bible isn't. And if you're watching on Rumble, you know, give us a Rumble. Rumble. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching from YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Boom. Hit the bell so you get notified. Ding. Nice. I like it. Um, other than that, just love you guys and just, uh, man, pray for us. Uh, Pray for the real talk, you know, and that we'll continue to just get good questions and that you guys can continue to be faithful to us and asking those. And, you know, we will continue to just, I don't know, man, keep carrying on, I guess. Amen. 
Yeah, and sometimes I think, I apologize, I talk really fast. I got to get in the mindset that if you guys are here listening to this podcast, you must enjoy it. Because I try to, like, get it all in super fast. <laughs> uh, fun turn scares me, too, because when we get over an hour, he's like, mm. <laughs> but, um, So I'll, I'll work on that. We'll work on that. We we don't want to take lightly the questions you ask. Sometimes you guys nope. ask ask such good questions that it would take, like, an entire episode. Maybe, and so, that's been suggested. Take a yeah. topic and really... Just really dig diving. in. Yep. So thank you guys for blessing us with your questions. Yes. Letting us be in sort of your walk with you and learning. Um, thank you for your constant support. Those that are still listening to this episode, it means you probably listened to most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we encourage you, if this blessed you in any way, whether you're listening on the podcast or on Facebook or Rumble or YouTube, you know, share it with a friend. I, odds are you have a friend who is interested in the same things you are. Take a second and share with a friend. I cannot tell you, it is so humbling but true that Real Talk has literally um, been a lifesaver. I mean that as far as pointing people to Jesus that didn't know him, mm-hmm. got people talking um, about Jesus. It's got it's it's helped people overcome things because they know they're not alone. So if it's blessed you, I bet you it can bless someone else. So if you're a non-Christian listening, hey, we hope you come back. You're welcome at our table anytime as long That's as right. you want to keep learning and seeking, and if you're a believer, hey, um, it's okay to, to ask questions. God's a big enough God that he can handle your questions, and the truth is there, right? That's right. So, hey, hope you guys have a great day. Please like, he said it, like, share, all that beautiful stuff, comment below, all of it. Uh, big thanks to Fun Turn. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate all you do. AJ, as Good usual, man. love you, man. Love you, Appreciate too. Appreciate you. Hey, hope to see you guys later. Hope you have a great week, and God bless you.